0: everybody and welcome to Input 2. I am your host Emily Rubin and I'm very sad because we are no longer in the Halloween season which means I can't rant about horror movies anymore but we do get a rant about other movies I guess so that's very cool. With me today I have two new voices so over here we have
1: Trevor Sheffield and then Sam Lance.
0: Yay new voices. I keep wanting to say faces but none of you can see them.
2: Are voices not the faces of the internet?
0: That's, very, that's too deep for this podcast. Get out of here.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: So, so today we're going to talk <laughs> about a very uh, popular film, I should say. It's more of a meme, more than a film, and that is the one and only Shrek. <laughs> I love the faces I just <laughs> saw when I said Shrek. <laughs> so it, it should be common knowledge by now that, you know, a reboot has been announced. How do yeah. we feel about that? Uh,
2: can I tell who's making it, or are we saying No, and ab-
0: uh, we're gonna talk about it a little more. But like, go ahead, say it.
2: It's being produced. Okay, so this requires a bit of context at the start. So a few years ago, uh, Universal Studios, the people in charge of, they currently own Blue Sky Animation, who did the Ice Age movies, and they're also responsible for um, Illumination, which is responsible for Despicable Me, the Minions, the best
0: movie. <laughs> and recently,
2: they bought out DreamWorks after a, di- a distribution deal with Fox petered out after they released the Captain Underpants movie, which I must say was actually really enjoyable. But hot take, but okay, <laughs> it is not a hot take. I am right. Now, as I was saying, uh, so uh, after this, uh, after they had been bought out, there was talks of Shrek Five in the making, mm-hmm. to which everyone responded, "Okay." But now we've got. But now we've gotten more news. We found out that apparently Chris Melodandri, the guy who was for the most part responsible for Blue Sky and Illumination up to this point, has decided to take over the reins for this new Shrek film and has decided to completely do away with any continuity from the prior films, establishing it as a reboot.
0: Does always work so well. But with the same (laughs) cast. Yeah.
1: Which... I mean, how I'm gonna do it getting... without the same cast, though. I mean, Mike but by that Myers. same token, if yeah. we're gonna
2: scrap everything except for the cast, I mean, isn't that just basically that Powerpuff Girls reboot that we got like a few years ago that nobody really hey. liked?
0: I mean, I'm not gonna lie and say I'm excited for it, but who knows? We'll get a little more in detail with that, but yeah, uh, that's why we're talking about Shrek today because we're gonna get a super cool reboot? Question mark. So let's talk a little bit about the OG Shrek because. You know that started all of this. So Shrek was released in May on May 16, 2001, by the uh, DreamWorks Animation Company. Uh, it was directed by Andrew Adamson. And prior to Shrek, he only worked as a special effects supervisor. So that's actually quite a leap for somebody to just go to from, like that to directing a film. But he also co-directed with Vicky Jensen and. I used to love this film that she storyboarded for. Uh, she was a storyboard supervisor for Chicken Run, which... Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Ardman film. Yeah, and it actually scarred me. Um, oh, well, of course, I mean... It did scar me, but I still love it. And the animated Road to El Dorado, which I am not very much a fan of, because they're very clearly just trying to copy Disney.
2: Well, well, here's the thing, here's the thing with that movie. It's like there's... That entire era of DreamWorks animation is kind of fascinating in that... They were trying to tell the stories that Disney would not tell, and originally *Road to El Dorado* Mm -hmm. was meant to be a PG-13 animated film, (laughs) but was cut down to a PG as a result of. I don't think we were ready
0: for mainstream like adult animated (laughs) movies that look more Disney-esque. Do you think
2: think we kind of hit that point though? I mean,
0: Uh, I mean, we now we have more in terms of like *Sausage Party*. You know, I'm not. you
2: just stole my joke out from under my rug. Sorry. <laughs> no,
0: no, it's I feel like fine. that
1: Sinbad movie DreamWorks made was really good though.
0: I I uh, the animation on that movie is fabulous.
2: But that's kind of the thing. It's like as we're gonna get into on this podcast, a lot of what DreamWorks has done and a lot of the reason why Shrek even came to be in the first place was because of this reactionary kind of wave in regards to Disney.
0: Yes, and, and- they have quite the complicated relationship, as we will get into, and it's my favorite topic in all of animation. Oh, it is,
2: it's 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 the gr- it's like uh, you don't really see you know people talking about the the beef in animation these days partially because you know there's a lot more emphasis put on like oh the the nonsense that comes out of things like suicide squad and partially because if you say something wrong about the animation history they can blacklist you up like nowhere
0: that's kind of why boss baby won (laughs) got like awards (laughs) well i mean boss baby I'm going to reiterate Boss Baby. I
2: think that film traumatized me. <laughs> it's like, here's the thing. I, work, I I used to work, and I kind of work in a movie theater. And I worked in a movie theater when we got Boss Baby for its grand premiere. Well, not the grand premiere, but you know what I mean. Yes. And so it's like everybody at the theater was like, you know, I'm, this isn't going to work. We were like the Titanic. It's like, oh, the Titanic, ship that's uh, never going to sink. And we were like, yeah, yeah. N- I, mm. <laughs> and then I got into work that day, and every single screening of DreamWorks's The Boss Baby was sold out. For two days straight, well, and then at the end of my and the end of that weekend, I was like, you know what? If this is getting so much, why not see it? And so I went to go see it in a fairly packed house in 3D. And <laughs> 3D. And I've not been the same man since, and I don't know if that's a good thing. Well, that thing
0: was your thing. fault. So, <laughs> I'm a masochist, okay?
2: That's what I do. I, I willingly went to go see Norma the North in theaters.
0: You know what? We're going to stray back to Shrek because when you bring up Norma the North, it's time to stop. It is time to go back to safety. I, safety, safety of, of shrek, shrek. <laughs> um so shrek, shrek is actually sauce. based off of a book which i'm sure most of you know it's by william steeg and it's you know the same name it's it's shrek it's a book shrek. it's like shrek a children's book
1: shrek shrek.
0: um and you know the legacy of shrek is huge and we'll touch on that in a second but it actually won the first ever best animated feature at the 74th academy awards
2: didn't it beat out uh monsters inc and uh jimmy Neutron? yes
0: it did it be i i I How get do, Jimmy
1: Neutron. I really don't
0: get I Monsters, Inc., though. I think Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc. was great. was the better film. Honestly,
2: oh, it's like Honestly, of the three, it's like, I love Jimmy Neutron for that kind of sense of 90s cheese. And it's like, the it, animation is so, it's like, I have a fascination with films from that kind of era where it's like, we're getting the hang of CG, but we're not quite there yet. And it looks so we
0: terrible to, if you look at it now.
2: But- it's that's kind of the charm. It's like that's the reason why I like like part. That's partially the reason why I like the old Tron is that the visuals have aged like milk, but in a way, it almost kind of gives this like ethereal. Like this movie should not exist in this day and age, but yet it does.
1: <laughs> you know, if you watch Monsters Inc, though, that movie still holds up. Yes. Incredibly oh, well.
2: Yeah, oh, completely. Pixar did a fabulous like, job. Yeah. Oh no, it's like there's two. It's like there's two completely different ways. Yet you can do CG. It's like uh, from that kind of time, there's you know CG that's done right, and then there's CG that's done wrong. But over time, it basically becomes its own visual style as opposed to being technological hang-ups.
0: Yeah, Nickelodeon didn't exactly succeed in that. But yes, (laughs) Shrek, uh, it beat out those two films. And you know what? It sounds like we all disagree with the Monsters, Inc. decision, so maybe we should take it back. But other than the awards it's won, and it's won so many more, but we're not going to list them all here because we would be here all day. Um, It spawned this huge franchise Meme culture and a musical. (laughs) Um, So Shrek has three sequels: uh, Shrek 2, Shrek the Third, very creative name, and (laughs) Shrek Forever After. And the quality of these films after the second film just—they plummet. Not to mention the Two Puss in Boots spinoff films, which Uh, actually there was only one. No, there's another one coming.
2: Oh well. Sorry. We'll get into that. We're getting into that later. That's.
0: There is a. That's then.
2: Then this is now. Now.
0: Um, eight short films. Strange, but okay. And then two television specials and two television series. I've never seen a Shrek television series. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. no. I've seen one of the specials. Uh, wait, no, no, no.
2: I, I know what they're talking about. They're referring. I know in one they're referring to a, a Netflix series based on Puss and Boots. I don't know about the other series though. I, I don't distinctly either. I, the only one that I distinctly remember, uh, the only TV series from, is like DreamWorks has done a lot of TV shows, especially in this kind. How to train of Train Your Dragon. Post Netflix age. Yeah. Where basically they just turn a, th- a thing into a TV show just to see if it has legs, and one of the first ones that they did with Netflix was a Puss in Boots show. Yep. So, uh,
0: maybe it the like other... a
1: YouTube show too with Shrek. That might it? be
0: it. Yeah, yeah I, that, that might be
2: it. If I distinctly remember it was it was like it was a voice actor and it was Shrek, but it was mo mocap so that they wouldn't have to actually animate it.
1: Hmm.
0: Thanks, DreamWorks. <laughs> this is what I needed. <laughs> Give me
2: that mocap Shrek. I need that in my life. <laughs> Uh, as I we need, mentioned, I, I need Mike Myers in that ping pong ball suit real bad.
0: <laughs> as we mentioned, there was a fifth film planned uh, that did not come through. And if you look at the plummeting quality of the sequels, you can kind of see why. I believe the
2: original title for part five, apart from interrupting, was either Shrek goes fifth or Shrek pleads the fifth. Which can only get out of my podcast. I have so many questions. Please
0: leave the room. I'm that was so terrible. Wow. It's,
2: it's like it's like the sequel for Jimmy Neutron that was pitched but never got passed away. It was Jimmy Neutron 2: The Search for Carl.
1: Carl. There's so many.
2: <laughs> there, there's so many questions that can be derived from both of these titles that I just.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Neutron's had a pretty big impact on meme culture too. It's not just Shrek. Monsters Inc., though,
0: I feel like that's not really the like, same thing. Mon- okay.
2: Because Monsters Inc. was made by filmmakers. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel
1: whoa. Like Monst- Monsters Inc. I'm is I'm like, getting, you can I'm take I know, that, I'm, literally. I'm throwing
2: you I'm But Should
0: I mean, I... it's not incorrect. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean. Don't you mean not in core? <laughs> no, no,
0: Gosh, I don't want you on this podcast oh, anymore. Oh, my God. So there was also oh, a musical. Through. Um, I actually have not seen the musical outside of. Oh, I helped of... with it once.
1: You did? Yeah, oh, yeah. I was backstage for it. I wasn't in it, but I was backstage for that show. And wow, that was really something remember there was one time when they were doing the performance and the wing on one of the dragons like or on the dragon character like because they would they like moved them during the show right I'm like waving my arms to show you but you can't (laughs) see um but like the the wing stopped working so like it was like me running around backstage like I need to duct tape this right now because this goes on in like five minutes it like barely happened but I mean, it did. Like it went out there, so
0: he did it. Yeah, I I did it. Somehow, I've seen um when I've seen it on Netflix. I haven't seen it live, so I personally thought it was not needed. Um, yeah
1: it really didn't like being backstage and hearing those songs many many times it did not feel necessary i'm never going to
0: watch it again i can't see i can't imagine having to work that show like every night i've
1: i've (laughs) never seen the shrek
2: musical but the more that you guys talk about it i really want to see it
0: it's um so interesting (laughs) Well, side oh i know
2: i've seen bits and pieces i've seen like clips of like oh the actors doing their thing and it's like this was a great idea.
0: I saw um, Hamilton last summer, and the lead Aaron Burr's character, I was looking at his playbill, and he was Donkey in a Shrek performance Ooh. on Broadway, so that's interesting. I guess I wish I knew his name, but I, I threw the donkey. playbill Donkey, <laughs> But he was actually quite good, so I I mean, maybe, well, I maybe mean... he was a great donkey, too. I don't know. But uh, the musical was created in November 2008, and it toured the U.S. from July 2010 to 2011, um yeah i'm not sad i missed that and then <laughs> shrek also kind of inspired the rise of like these satirical fairy tale animated films and the one yeah. that comes to mind that i distinctly remember going to the theaters and hating and i st- looking back it's even worse it's hoodwinked okay you know, I uh, love
1: it. that is <laughs> a kid c- can i
2: can i, can I <laughs> give can, a hot take hot take i'm the i'm mr hot take tonight everybody everybody watch out put on your flame retardant clothes i thought hoodwinked was well written but it was it was it's lack of good animation. I mean, it's like they tried to write off the animation in press by saying, Oh, it was inspired by old rankin' bass cartoons. But yeah. it's like <laughs> I, I I speak a big game about how, you know, like old computer animation like has a charm to it. The animation in this film, and especially in the sequel, is just bad, even by my standards. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm I'm not um, I'm not trying to discredit the work of the animators. No, no. But it's like if you want to see like the almost the epitome of like bad theatrical quality animation as of that time, this is your benchmark.
0: Yeah.
1: When's the last time you watched the original Shrek? Because that animation does not hold up at all. Oh, the I watched Sega it Windows. last night. Yeah. It's a...
0: Uh, especially textures.
1: Yeah, they look really bad. They're
0: not particularly good, but I didn't find them offensive. No. You know, I can look at it, but...
1: I, I, I... It's been so long since I've seen Hoodwinked, I can't particularly remember what it was like, but I, I just want to point out that the original Shrek is not... Aged as well as the second one does, and I think when people remember what Shrek looks like, it's if the they have, yeah, they think yeah. of the second one.
0: Well, you know about hoodwinked, and then we need to move on because we're not talking about hoodwinked. Uh, just like the character sheets that they have to make, the, like the designs, they aren't good. So, like even though Shrek's animation isn't necessarily stellar by today's standards, like. I can look at them and be like, "That's a nice looking character yeah. and concept." Like,
2: well, while it's like before we move on, I'm gonna get us back to Shrek. Is it okay if I can point out like a funny anecdote from the first movie? Go for it. Okay, so while on production for the movie, you all remember that moment where they're going back to Shrek's shack after he's met Donkey, and, and Donkey's looking around and he's like, "This boulder, that is a nice boulder." You probably remember the boulder in that film, the one on the the hill.
1: The boulder so, was my childhood. Now, now,
2: <laughs> there's a reason why Donkey says that. It's because the animators were really freaking proud of that boulder and they wanted some admittance that they, that that boulder was worth the time and money to make are you serious they literally rewrote part of the script so that Eddie Murphy could point out how good the boulder looked because the <laughs> animators and, te- and, and modelers took a lot of time making that boulder.
0: I hope that one day I'm so proud of something that I can, like, write an entire script sequence about it. <laughs> or not animators sequence, died like, to make
1: that boulder? <laughs>
0: I mean, probably. They
1: had to go back
2: and forth through San Dimas in the snow. He has with been, a laptop.
0: Ever since I asked Trevor to be on this podcast, he's like, "Can I talk about the boulder?" <laughs> so I'm It's so- like it's <laughs> one of the best
2: stories about this movie, about how it, the entire script was partially changed just so that we can give that boulder some lip surface. God darn it! So
0: to you animators who might be out there that animated that boulder, God bless you.
2: Or modeled it rather, or whatever. But Same poisons. thing. All right. God bless you, you beautiful. But I mean, people. <laughs> I, I was I was trying to. Never mind. Continue. So.
0: We've talked about how Shrek did incredibly well, and it's become this huge sensation, huge franchise. We didn't even get into the games and everything. It's a big <sighs> Shrek thing. super slam. So on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 88% audience rating. Um, sorry, it has an eighty-eight percent critic rating and a ninety percent audience rating, and that's pretty typical. Usually, audience ratings are higher than the critic rating, but um, for an animated film in like two thousand one to get an eighty-eight uh, percent, I think that that's very telling. A not Disney animated oh, right. film, because um, obviously Disney was it owned the market when before DreamWorks came in, there was really no big competition. So for the first foray into, like, 3D animation, like, going against Pixar, that's incredible.
1: It's
2: like other studios attempted to kind of ride that wave. I distinctly remember uh, Fox, they tried to upstart an animation division with Don Bluth, who was responsible for The Secret of NIM*, Land Before Time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And a film that they released around that time, I believe, was call, it was titled Titan AE, which attempted to fuse both uh, CG and 2D. It failed horribly. <laughs> it yes. closed that whole
1: studio, didn't
2: it? Yes, it did. That was the one that shut the whole thing down. It made Michigan J. Fox come down from his ivory tower and just say, shut it down. Shut it
0: all down. And I love Don Bluth, so that's a shame. Yeah. But what I like to do on this podcast is I like to highlight a positive critic review and a negative one. Because I find they're very interesting. Uh, the positive review I have is from Matt Brunson with Creative Loafing. the uh, <laughs> Uh, publication name, but <laughs> awesome job, Matt. Uh, he says, the first Oscar for Best Animated Feature went to Shrek, an absurd choice, this is a positive review, mind you, to those of us who believed that Pixar's Monsters, Inc. was the year's best tune flick. Still, this is nevertheless a snappy comedy and manages to stick it to the entire genre. I picked that because, like, we all, even right here, we're all like, yeah, Monsters, Inc. should have won. Yeah. Um, And that doesn't discredit Shrek, especially for, like, we hadn't really seen this jab at Disney before. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really, th- it's definitely a positive review, and I love the description of it, as snappy, I don't know, I just like his full it's review. It's got a
2: little bit of whip fire to it.
0: It does. Um, and then the negative review I have is from Christy Lemire with the Associated Press, and she said, After a 90-minute onslaught of in-jokes, here's a real punchline. Shrek strives to have heart. Supposedly there's a message about beauty coming from within, but somehow it rings hollow. What do we think about that?
2: Well, they're not wrong in a way.
0: yeah. Tell me, what do you, wa- why?
2: Well, it's like, they say it's nothing but in-jokes, and it's like, that's partially because, oh, it's winking, making winks at nods at, you know, obviously fairy tale features and kind of the tropes that have become to associate with them. But also because, um, can I get into this?
0: Uh, what? <laughs> Go ahead. The
2: big, the big thing behind Shrek, the reason why Shrek and DreamWorks nope. all kind of, okay. No, nope, we're going to get into okay, it. Okay, we'll save it's that for secret. later. It's a secret. But otherwise, I can, com- I can kind of completely agree with, you know, in-jokes. Uh, but that's kind, it's like I can't really agree with it not having heart because I do feel that it makes a sincere effort at, you know, it is it is built on in-jokes and kind of references to other things, but it's at least trying to use that to springboard a greater point about the media that we have.
0: Yeah,
1: what do you think, Sam? I mean, I feel like Shrek has heart, right? I mean, I feel like there's no way that a movie could, like, be this popular if it didn't have heart. I mean, I feel like even movies that are universally considered to be bad can have a sense of heart about them. And I feel like Shrek is a little jagged around the edges, right? And it's certainly not as much of a polished, like... And it's not as polished as, like, Monster Inc was. Not to go back to that. But, like, you know, I feel like there there is heart to the story that they're telling. And it's clear that the people who made Shrek were really passionate about making Absolutely. Shrek. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, to say Shrek doesn't have heart, I think... I, I have to wonder if you even really watched the movie fully. Now, I, I think it's fair to say, and I know Trevor will get into this a little more, maybe um, it does have heart, but um, its heart is feeling a lot of malice. It's a very malicious film. It's, a, it, it's
2: uh, like, it, I, think, I think what they say... It's an it, angry film. They say it has heart, but to them, it had
1: more fart.
0: <laughs> you know <Yet> what? It,
1: <laughs> I, I feel like some people... Really don't like the kind of humor that Shrek has.
0: I think if you don't like Shrek's humor, uh, this is not the film for you um, because yeah, it, so it's you consistent. If you
2: don't like that kind of c- cynical, kind of like late '90s, early '2000s kind of humor, in addition to fart jokes, like a lot of fart jokes, like this man lights a, f- a campfire with his own flatulence jokes, then yeah. I'd say that's a that's a no bueno.
0: Yeah, but even despite our criticisms, this this movie destroyed the box office in a good way uh the opening weekend it made over 42 million and then <laughs> like that's for an, again i'm highlighting like an animated not disney film that's incredible
2: so what you're saying is that all the other films that year got completely and utterly shut out of the box office
0: uh in some ways depends I mean, what movies you're talking about didn't monsters inc do pretty well yeah too? monsters inc did fabulous i'm just saying for shrek a not disney movie to do so well did fabulously.
2: So what you're saying is that they got shrek
0: Did you just... Okay. <laughs> bait and
2: switch, baby.
0: You know what? I'm going to bait and switch over <laughs> to the film. <laughs> <Good Lord. laughs> um, So let's talk about Shrek a little bit. Like the movie. What are some of our... We've criticized it quite a bit, but what do we love about Shrek?
2: Uh, well, coming from the perspective of somebody who's like very invested into the animation industry some aspects of the film that I, I find genuinely interesting from a historical context. And also, it's just coming from the place that it was in, it's like the era of animation that it, it kind of was sprouted from was this one where everything had this kind of genuine quality to it. And also this kind of idea where, you know, the beautiful people were the ones who always won. You know, it's like in Sleeping Beauty and, you know, most Disney features at that time, it's like, Ugly was evil, you know, darkness was evil, the bad guy was the bad guy. And here, it's subverting that kind of trope that was the norm at the time and using it to make a greater point about how we treat outcasts in
1: society.
0: Yeah. No, that's a a great point. Sam, what do you think?
1: I I feel like, yeah, there's like a definite theme in the first two movies, which are the ones that are really worth watching. I feel like, you know... The main character is feeling insecure about themselves and how they look and things like that is a serious like a theme about them, and I feel like that's I, I feel like this could be wrong, but I feel like that's not something that's that during that time period before Shrek came out was something that was commonly something that would be in movies like that,
0: especially not a mainstream movie. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So we love Shrek, right? We all do love Shrek in some way, or at least we have a lot of nostalgia for it. So, I can't imagine if you're listening to this, you not having seen Shrek. But you know what? I'm, maybe you haven't. So, you two, tell me very, very basic, what is Shrek? What oh, is it?
2: Okay, so Shrek. Shrek is the story of a vaguely Scottish ogre who lives in a swamp, <laughs> who doesn't want people around because he's an outcast, and pushes away the people he loves, in which case there are no people at the start of this film because he's the stereotypical ogre. But then, one day, a bunch of fairytale creatures are made refugees upon his land by an evil king who tries to crashly commercialize everything. And in order to get his swamp back, he must go rescue a princess for the king with the aid of a talking donkey voiced by that one guy from Rush Hour. And through shenanigans abound, he finds love and ultimately true self-worth from within.
0: That really sounded like you just read it off of like IMDB.
1: I just came up with all that off the top of my head.
0: That was really nice. That was great.
1: I mean, it hits most of the major points, you know?
0: Yeah. like, you should write for IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Maybe. Wow. I don't think I have to add anything to that. Does IMDb have a writing team? Or no, it it's just random people. Mm. It's like the Wikipedia. <laughs> or yeah. It's like Wikipedia then. That's why you can't. You can kind of trust IMDb a little bit. But yeah. No. Um, What are our favorite parts of the movie? I, I feel like
1: my favorite part of Shrek is the part where they go to the castle. Um just cuz lock right no not do lock no no that, that oh. I mean the the tower where um, oh, oh, Fiona is oh, oh okay i just remember thinking that the fire and stuff there was really cool
0: yeah as a kid i think that was probably my favorite part like seeing the dragon and everything yeah, yeah.
1: I, was, I was i remember i was watching shrek 2 the other day and i i just had never really thought about how the dragon like doesn't really appear in the second one at all no yeah like this just that character's just gone until shrek the 3rd
0: is that a bad thing? Well, I mean they do re- <laughs>
1: they do
2: reappear in far far away idol. Well, or no, the wasn't there an end credit scene? I no, I'm far, not sure if far was away a-
1: idol. Isn't a credit scene? No, no, it's wait, a bonus oh, on the DVD. No, I
2: I remember now they were she comes back in the end credit scene when we meet the drunkies. That's that's
0: what I was saying like is that oh, a bad
2: thing? You know, that's right, that's, yeah. that's when we get a hint of the horrors to even come.
0: A, even as a kid, those little babies, I was like that ain't right. I <laughs>
2: I, I i more so question the logistics of it. I mean just like
0: <laughs> no, nope, My nope. No. For the second one is why do they
1: take that carriage like all the way over there instead of just um, like having the dragon fly them to the ca- to the castle where Fiona's parents are. Like why you do know, they- Because it's, Shrek Four like, D explained It's it. like
0: in okay, Lord of the Rings. Maybe. Why don't they just ride the eagles? It's about the journey, Sam. Yeah, it's I about guess. the <laughs> journey <laughs> and Eddie
2: Murphy sounding really obnoxious and Mike Myers making a funny yell.
0: Yeah, but um, in the first movie, something that always stuck out to me, um, I just. You know, I always thought Trek was fine. Um, but I think as a kid, I kind of missed the whole, like, the hype around it. So when I watched it last night, I was like, okay, maybe now I'm smarter and wittier. And a lot of the jokes are just so forced. And again, the time is different. Like, now we live in an era where it's not uncommon for animation to have this type of humor. It's not uncommon to have a bunch of, you know, adult jokes slipped in. But I couldn't help but watch and be like, wow, you're really trying for that, aren't you?
1: <laughs> you know, I feel like... When you watch anything, it's got the whole, you have to accept this. I try, I'm trying to remember what the word is for that. Suspension of disbelief. Yes. I feel like during the early 2000s, it was easier to get an audience to willingly suspend their disbelief and yeah. laugh at something than it is today. I feel like today, like the reason why jokes from some of those movies don't really land is because we have a much higher barrier of entry before we are willing to suspend our disbelief than we did then.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: It's like in this kind of post-Pixarian age of films. Exciting. I realize
2: they're still making movies, but, you know, not obviously quite at well, the yeah, same level. they're like, still making movies. They're not at the levels of which they once were. No, they
1: are
0: not.
2: It's like in this kind of post-Pixarian age, it feels like films are more willing to, you know, be aim higher with their humor. Yeah. But back then, because this was kind of untreaded territory, they just decided to go all in on the gross out. Like, like yeah. hardcore, like... Like I said, the opening of the film is your main character wiping his butt with a fairy book and then, you know, to, to smash mouth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I... I'm
2: trying to find the words to describe the sequence, but it's already ingrained in all of our minds, so I, it bears no description.
0: I completely what? forgot Smash Mouth was in this movie. You completely forgot Smash Mouth. Last, was in- yeah, last night. Shrek is the reason why Smash Mouth is still making
1: d- money. I know. I, I saw them live once. It was uh, kind of an experience.
0: <laughs> I think you might be the only person that I've ever met that's like acknowledged Sm- Smash Mouth is anything but a meme and not. Well, a meme. they
1: played in my town. Um, oh no. And <laughs> I remember I was there with uh, with a few friends and. Um, was this they, before the meme or after the meme? This was like a few years ago, so this is definitely oh after my the gosh. meme. Oh, pre meme. Um, e- hold on, everybody. They got so intoxicated at this performance, <laughs> both uh, both through uh, substances and through alcohol, Great. that they had to apologize in the school newspaper—or not in the school—in the town like newspaper for how they had acted. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like. Like, you went, and there were, like, three people in, like, Shrek costumes, and it was just, like, everybody, <laughs> like, in this field, it was, it was like, a free thing, you know, and everybody was just going crazy for Smash Mouth, and, like, you couldn't even tell whether they were lip syncing or not, because, I mean, they might as well have been. You know? This is
0: the greatest story I've ever oh heard. Thank God. you so much. Yeah, you know I don't feel you, like you I don't feel like Smash made mouth are
1: bad people, even though that they did that. I think that's just how they are. I mean, like I—I th- I think they've reached just... a point after the meme where it's
2: like, oh, we're 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 the new hotness again. Would you guys and I think care? Th- this is like this is like their Star Is Born story where after they, you know, urinate on the stage at the Grammys—spoilers for a Star Is Born—they get themselves back together.
0: So. Well, like okay, if your Smash Mouth and your legacy is pretty much like Shrek, would you? I'm I'm not sure I'd go on stage and try my best at yeah. that point like I, mean, I don't blame them <laughs> I agree but yeah um, so Sh- there, Shrek is a pretty simplistic film it, you don't watch it for the story I guess you watch it for the characters but it's mostly the humor um, but what's really interesting about Shrek are you ready Trevor? Are aye, you ready? aye Captain we're gonna get into the making of Shrek with one of my favorite people to talk about Jeffrey Katzenberg oh my god so, Jeffrey
2: K and Michael Eisner
0: um I there's an article by Kim Masters with the Hollywood Reporter and she does a really excellent job of doing the best like TLDR of this entire thing. So I just want to give it a shout out to her. Thank you so much Kim. But let's get into it. So, Katzenberg who had been working for Disney, and this is before Dreamworks even existed and Michael Eisner was in charge. So, Katzenberg had been wanting a promotion, and he had been pushing hard for a promotion. He wanted a bigger title at Disney, and he also wanted to buy a television network. And Eisner was like, no, that's too expensive. Now, he,
2: now to clarify, Katzenberg was kind of in charge of Disney's film division, whereas Eisner was the guy in charge like, and overall. And
0: Katzenberg reinvigorated the animation department. Like, his influence on Disney, he's not just some, like, employee. Like, he... He was
2: top dog. And he, he
0: really, like... He's responsible for a lot of the beautiful, like, 90s animated Disney films that we have. So, Eisner really owes this guy a lot. I think that's really important to clarify.
2: And then Eisner told him, basically, to saw it off. And then Katzenberg with David Geffen and, another, and I believe, Steven Spielberg, basically reenacted that old Futurama bit where it's like, I- I'm going to go make my own animation studio with blackjack and Hookers.
0: Yeah, basically. So, what Eisner had told Katzenberg is like, well... You know Frank Wells, you know Frank, the vice chairman. If if anything happens to Frank, he's fired, he weaves or the other option, which we'll get into in a minute. Um that's your job, man. Like you can have it. So, in 1993, and this is incredibly unfortunate, um he oh sorry, it was actually 1994. Frank Wells died in a helicopter tra- a helicopter crash on a ski trip and it took the lives of four other people, and that's absolutely horrific, and it absolutely sent Disney into a frenzy. Now, Katzenberg, understandably, was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to have that job. So he goes into work, and he's waiting, you know, for the call from Eisenberg, for not from Eisner yeah, from Eisner, not Eisenberg, my bad, and that call never comes. Instead, there is a newsletter that's passed out that says no one's going to take Frank Wells' position. Um, so, so that's a little...
1: I Whoops. feel like I feel like in his position, like I I would feel genuinely hurt. Yes, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the idea of immediately going into work and just waiting for the phone call, but <laughs> I do think that Eisner at the very least owed him a personal like a, a per- should have personally talked to him before yes. just sending out that memo. I feel like the real issue with this and like why this becomes such a thing is just the in the impersonal nature of that. That first initial thing.
2: Here's the thing with Eisner that you kind of have to realize. You know, Eisner for the longest time... You know, at at first he was kind of responsible for bringing the company back from the brink after Walt had passed. Yeah,
0: he... he, But
2: as time went on, his idea of more so commercializing Disney overall basically led to another decline, especially in the early 2000s where he was basically trying to catch the new hotness with film after film, especially basically leading to such things as like... uh, chicken little and among others yes and so with Katzenberg you know by doing this in a sense that is like one of the first nails in the coffin for his legacy
0: yes so after all this happened and they had a huge fight and then they were like okay we'll settle this later well later didn't really come instead Katzenberg was later fired from the company so what Katzenberg did is he paired with David Geffen and Steven Spielberg, and they created DreamWorks Animation in 1994. And not, we all know DreamWorks is doing relatively well. It's, it's yeah. basically the biggest competitor to Disney and Even, Pixar. B-
2: but by that same token, recently, in, in recent years, they've been dealing with some, you know, they, they, their films have not been as big of hits. as
0: No, they haven't, but they are still competing with Disney. Yeah, um, I
1: didn't know until, like, I read this for this, that, that, that DreamWorks was that new of a company. I'd always figured they were, like, an old thing. It oh,
2: feels okay. like they're, oh, they're no, like, no. forever, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, the DreamWorks, like, producing house, maybe, but otherwise, you know, DreamWorks Animation has only been around since, you know, the three of them decided, let's just make an animation studio
1: so we can get back at Disney. And yeah, there's my th- thing is, like, maybe it just feels that way to me, because, like, in my whole life, yeah, I've always grown up it's with that it's just... Disney and yeah, Pixar. Yeah. And
0: know. as a kid, I didn't know the difference. Yeah. They were all just animated films. You
2: know, weirdly enough, I'm actually older than Shrek.
0: Am I older than Shrek? I am older than Shrek, too. That's crazy. Wait,
2: what year did Shrek come out?
0: Uh, 2001. Oh, 1998.
2: Yeah. I got a two-year jump.
0: Oh, wow. You're all babies. I'm 95. Gosh. Ninety- I'm 97. Oh, dear God. Gosh. Oh, man. Kill me. I was somewhat older when Shrek came out. But, yeah, so um, this... This this little fight right here between Katzenberg and Eisner this is what made DreamWorks versus Disney, um, and I just kind of want to side note this because I think it's funny. Um, Katzenberg filed a massive lawsuit against Disney. <laughs> um, it was like it cost Disney twenty seven million, not including legal fees. Isn't that crazy? Like, Wait, I thought it was two hundred seventy. Yep. What did I say? You said twenty seven. Thank you, not (laughs) twenty-seven million. No, two hundred seventy million. Thank you for catching that. Well,
1: because twenty-seven would just be like a drop in the bucket for Disney. Yeah, that's like a
0: penny to them. (laughs) I, (laughs) I just think that's so funny because like, it's Disney. You don't expect them to like really lose, and even they didn't necessarily lose, but that's a hit for any company. Oh, completely, completely. (laughs) Like um, I said,
2: the first stake in the coffin.
0: And I'm gonna jump back to like Shrek in a second, but the Disney DreamWorks like. Economy. it's it's still going today um and it's funny now because we're in this awkward cycle of sometimes disney rips off of dreamworks and dreamworks rips off of disney and ants it, and,
2: it, it first started with ants and a bug's life yep, ants it, and later a bug's on life. it was finding nemo and shark Tale.
0: though ants and a bug's life is kind of difficult to say who's came first well, just actually, because uh, of claims
2: yeah yeah there, there's claims that ants was in development before bugs life claims about the otherwise all i, I know that th- john Lasseter was not happy
0: yes it was a uh the beginning it was rough for everybody but let's go to <laughs> shrek because that's what made dreamworks a success
2: in a lot of ways i apologize for interrupting. you're fine shrek is basically the most pure distillation of the sheer fr- rage and frustration that i feel katzenberg had with the disney company at the time mm-hmm. because in, in a lot of ways it's like it's best represented through the kingdom of duloc uh lord farquad's kingdom who keep, keep in mind farquad uh he's basic from what i remember he's designed after eisner
0: i that might be true
2: it's like they used eisner as an inspiration and it's like you know part of the film is like oh they're you know based they've turned like this fantasy kingdom into a giant commercialized theme park with mascots walking around they've exported all they've you know, basically rounded up all the fairy tale creatures and have basically just gotten rid of them or are using them for profit or turned into a rug in one sequence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, this is... And so it's basically, you know, you have, you know, what Disney vilifies going up against Michael Eisner in this film effectively.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So getting to Shrek again, um, we mentioned previously Shrek was based off of a book and initially Steven Spielberg is actually the one that bought the rights to the book and he wanted to do a traditional 2D animated film, which I I'm not sure it would have worked as well. I mean, no, I
1: don't think it would have been... I I don't think it could have been the same thing. I feel like part of the reason why Shrek is a meme is because of its art style.
0: Exactly. And it, like, 3D animation, especially in that early of an era, it captured attention because it just wasn't done as much. It simply wasn't done. It simply wasn't done. So, yeah. But John H. Williams, actually, this man went to Spielberg, and he was like... Let's give it to DreamWorks. Let's give this uh Katzenberg. Let's give Katzenberg the go. And this Spielberg. This totally won't blow up on his face. <laughs> I guess it was a very convincing argument. So that that's how uh, Katzenberg's uh, DreamWorks got Shrek. So initially Spielberg wanted Bill Murray t- to play. It was Shrek. Bill Murray
2: to play Shrek and Steve Martin to play Donkey. Yep. And I, I believe don't like that uh, one. who was supposed to play Fiona at first? Um.
0: I'm actually not sure at the time. But it's like as
2: time went on, eventually uh, other actors signed on for the role for Shrek, eventually getting to Chris Farley, who we all know from Saturday Night Live. Um, He had recorded actually 90% of the dialogue that was necessary up until his unfortunate death uh, due to a drug overdose, if I remember properly, which in turn eventually led to Mike Myers. Hot off the heels of uh, success with the Austin Power series, he signed on to Shrek and did his voiceover twice. The first time normally, and the second time doing the traditional Scottish accent, because it reminded him of how his mother read stories to him as a child. Now keep in mind, this wasn't like a choice made by the filmmakers, but rather it was a choice made by Myers himself as a direct request, because uh, it's kind of come to know that Myers is a perfectionist, and if he doesn't get his way, it's not going to be
1: a really good time. So... I remember when I was backstage for Shrek the musical, <laughs> the guy playing Shrek, he tried to do it with a straight voice. Like, he tried to, like, read the script, do the songs, like, uh, with as much of a straight voice as he could. Right. And it did not work until he put on a Scottish accent. So I feel like there is something there, like, just... Oh, it's there just
0: is Scottish something. accents are kind of funny. Yeah, and I they're mean, they're like... funny.
1: It's just, like, like if you listen to the audio that they've released of Chris Farley doing the voice of Shrek, it isn't the same and I really wish I could hear what Chris Farley would sound like with that Scottish.
0: There are. Um, I
1: mean, I think he's
2: done at least one or two like bits on SNL where he did a Scottish accent. I aren't
0: think. there not storyboards released? Yeah, 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 there were storyboards released. Yeah, but he's but doing, he, but a he was doing voice. his own voice. Mm, fair.
2: The, keep in mind that the, the Scottish accent only came into play because Mike Myers demanded a direct rewrite of the script to or to let him re-record those lines with that voice. I
0: just want to say that, Trevor, you did an excellent job summarizing that, but you forgot the most important part, and that's Nicholas Cage. Oh, yeah, that's like right! That. Yeah. How could you even—so Nicholas Cage was actually approached to play Shrek, and he declined the role. And in an interview with Today, he said the reason he did that is because, quote, when you're drawn in a way, it says more about how children are going to see you than anything else, and I so care about that.
1: Do you ever think like, like imagine Shrek, but he only whispers and yells, like <laughs>
0: donkey? Can you honestly, you know, Nick Cage is a meme of his own, so yeah. maybe it I mean, I mean but here's
2: the thing: he, he this hasn't stopped Cage from doing more animated roles. I believe he was the villain in G Force. Yeah, uh, but this year he, he he's Superman, and he's also going to be Spider Man this year.
0: Oh, Nick Cage!
2: Nick Cage, you beautiful son of a gun!
1: I f- I feel like, I feel like if Nick Cage had been Shrek, it wouldn't have been as funny no. as what we imagine it could be.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess like because I'm thinking of Nick Cage as like the now Nick Cage, like yeah. the meme Nick Cage. Thinking of
2: Nick Cage, where in every film he is both the best and worst part of the entire thing.
0: Yeah, so, and and you know if the film didn't have the charm of Mike Myers as Shrek. I'm not sure there'd be a meme. Yeah, that's, I agree.
2: You know, if if we're going so gung-ho on the Shrek reboot, we need to have Nick Cage do his own mocap for Shrek.
0: You know what? I'm going to say no to that one. <laughs> I'm going gonna... to
2: counterpoint and say it would be great.
0: Well, I'm going to counterpoint and say let's talk. We've already talked a little bit about, you know, it hasn't necessarily aged well in terms of visualization, but is it still good enough to, like, hold up? And it's obviously not a Jimmy Neutron. Um... It's oh not a hoodwinked.
1: I, I don't think I could watch Jimmy Neutron again, not to dis- d- I detract from Shrek, but it's just like, like, I don't, like, I watched Jimmy Neutron a ton as a kid. I had a VHS tape I watched all the time, yep. but I feel like if I watched it again, it would make me hate it.
0: I did watch it recently, and yeah. the mouths are the worst, like, they are horrific. Rough. Shrek, I think, um... I, in my in my opinion, I think Shrek, even though it, it looks awkward and now we can kind of laugh at some of the things, especially like when he pours mud on him, like that doesn't look yeah. like anything. He's just
2: pouring pudding on him. I see
0: like I see a rendering effect more than anything. um. But there are so many films that look worse. Uh, I think they picked a style that holds up well. It kind of reminds me of like kind of a strange comparison because it's a video game but like the legend of zelda wind waker oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. because it's so stylized it doesn't look dated like you know the n64 titles
1: i don't know one thing i always wonder about shrek is like would shrek have even become a meme if its third movie hadn't been bad like is uh... it th- is you it... know
0: i actually we're gonna talk about that yeah um, oh, but okay sorry no. I, no 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 i personally am not sure because the the hype for Shrek before the third movie and the anticipation for the third movie.
2: It's like they were going, they were firing on all cylinders before the third movie. And this is going to kind of, it's like, is it okay if I can kind of like give a proposition as to why the Shrek series kind of declined? You can,
0: you keep asking me, just do it, man. Okay, well, I (laughs) feel,
2: I feel that especially after the third film and the fourth film, despite its efforts to try to kind of course correct after the sheer nonsense that was Shrek three or Shrek the third. I feel that the reason why Shrek kind of petered off in public consciousness until the whole meme thing came about was because he became the beast that it was tr- that he was talking about to begin with. And when yeah. I say beast, I mean another cr- crassly commercialized film that tries to make those same kind of jokes about the big leagues. But you're already in the big leagues. You are no longer you. You know you you talked about fighting the man, but now you are the man. So it
0: basically, and- lost that charm of like the little guy. Yes. Yeah. So it it yeah, I would say the third film. And they
2: tried to replace that little guy with three little guys and they were disgusting and ruined it.
0: You could tell they were just kind of cash grabbing. Oh, at it's that point. it's a whole <laughs> on
2: cash grab, baby. It's like maybe the immigrant song sequence is the best part of the film, but outside of that, it's just it's it's just sitcom plots, and the villain is, a, it's it's like we go, you know, Farquaad, fairy godmother with her sidekick, Prince Charming, who is also her son, and then we go into Revenge of Jafar territory by having the third <laughs> film's villain be just Prince Charming again, who is basically just rehashing the plot of Happily Never After. By the way, don't watch Happily Never After. It's not good. It's uh,
0: it's weird, because now knowing that I'm older than you guys, I was, what, uh, when these movies came out, the like third and fourth? gosh i don't know i must have been like 10 or 12
1: i remember seeing the third and fourth one in theaters
0: i remember seeing uh the i actually stopped at the third one because i guess i was at the point where i'd be like wow this sucks <laughs> like, yeah i don't even I remember how well. i
1: ended up seeing the fourth one in theaters but i remember not hating it like i remember i saw it with my dad and my sister and we i don't think we hated that movie um i mean like i had a lot of nostalgia for shrek so i did i didn't like really like i i didn't hate it enough to like say I wasn't going to see another one again, if that makes sense. And, well, then,
2: and then eventually there's a bunch of films in between Shrek 3 after it gets you know, completely blown out of the water by critics. And that eventually leads us into Shrek Forever After or alternatively titled Shrek 4 Ever After, which basically does a it's a wonderful life sh- scenario in an attempt to basically push the reboot button and try to place itself back into that underdog set. Now, I've seen this film. And whilst I personally feel that it's feel it feels kind of pointless in a lot of what it's trying to do, I can at least commend DreamWorks for trying to course correct and acknowledging the flaws of where, you know, both what they've done with the franchise. But it's it feels like too little too late.
0: Yeah, I agree. But let's kind of talk about what you, you brought it up, you know, the decline of Shrek and the rise yeah. of memedom. Oh, so no. This we is going can,
2: directly into the cringe scrap.
0: Oh, we're, go, we're diving head first. So Shrek is obviously one of the most iconic character memes on the internet, right? I don't think we'd fight that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No, no, no. <laughs> so we can actually pinpoint the starting when DreamWorks launched their Facebook page oh, in 2009. No. On December 1st, to be exact.
1: A, a Christmas present yeah, in advance. Yeah, I think I remember seeing those initial, like shrek things on facebook right and yeah it,
0: i do too and it, they were all very first person they were shrek talking to you and i think this is this kind of like first person is what kind of spawned the deviant art craze on shrek yeah. mm. um so an example of one and for those of you who are older i mean younger and may not have been around when they were doing this uh one example for thanksgiving they did was like the day after shrek's giving is called the busiest shopping day of the year i say we call it green friday i will roar <laughs> if you agree with me <laughs> Like, it's just dumb stuff like that. Um, well,
2: I think I found – it's like I think I found my next pickup line. I will roar if you agree with me.
0: It's pretty cringy. <laughs> <laughs> but – uh,
1: <laughs> Oh, if only I could be a fly on the wall in that writing room. Well, see, that's the thing. As I feel like, you know, like Shrek 3 being bad, Shrek 4 being whatever, and then this, you know, that pushed Shrek into, I think – being cringy enough that it became ironic.
0: Yes. And I don't think it would
1: have been ironic if there hadn't been a... Like, if if the third and fourth movie had genuinely been, like, really good movies, I don't think that... It could have reached that level of irony. Yeah, exactly. It seems
2: like the arc for Shrek, it starts out as the underdog, builds itself up to being something bigger, then attempts to be the underdog again with Shrek 3, but fails horribly, putting itself back into that underdog place. It then tries again, fails horribly, and now becoming the ultimate underdog, it it uh, it basically gets its relevance back. Yes. It's basically like a phoenix. It burns itself out, but somehow it sparks up again.
0: So, we have a combination of, like, mostly DeviantArt and 4chan that really made Shrek into the meme we know. Oh. And we're really going to credit 4chan most lately, at least I am, because fan art is one thing, but communities are another. Uh, so, in May 2012, Shrek-chan launched <laughs> on 4chan. Oh, yes. And this was a digital place for, are you ready for this? This is what they call themselves. Brokers? Brokers. Yes! They really call themselves Brokers. Oh my god. Brony is more dignified than Brokers. I mean (laughs) like yeah. So (laughs) this is just a community of Shrek, and this this is where Shrek is love, Shrek is life was crafted.
1: Oh, it hurts so much. I love that you described it it as crafted. Because (laughs) (laughs) I really feel like it is. It really it's like it's just like art. Um I feel like memes can be art.
0: You know, again, I'm sure that most people know what Shrek is love, Shrek is life is, but come on, describe it for me.
2: Okay, well, you see when a mommy and a daddy love each other very much, they get together and they make one of the most slightly disturbing internet videos using Gary's Mod animation tools I've ever seen in my entire life, featuring a a young, a person implied to be a young boy or a young man, and their immediate devotion to Shrek, preying upon him every night. Shrek appears in the middle of the night, and then butt stuff happens.
0: Yes. It's, it's- Horrifying. It's it hurts so much, I remember I, but remember I would do it for Shrek. I remember exactly where I was when I first saw <laughs> that. Um, I was in high school, and my best friend ran up to me at lunch. Like She really just she darted, and she sat next to me, and she's like, have you seen Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life? <laughs> and I was like, no, what are you talking about? And a little group formed, and we whipped our phones out, and on like full speaker, we watched Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life, and I, we had a group of like 10 people. Oh, my God. Um, and we all learned that day um that the internet is no longer sacred not it, that it ever was in but. a way in a
2: way in it, it almost like poetry in a week or two we're having a film titled ralph breaks the internet coming out which in, in a lot of ways i think wreck it ralph is like you know disney's equivalent to a shrek-like character in a lot of ways i feel like they succeeded in that case but in this case i feel that it wasn't ralph that broke the internet it was shrek
0: it was shrek
1: now, you say, like, you felt like in an instant the internet seemed less innocent to you. Yes.
0: And I feel like there The internet was t- such
1: a wide open
2: frontier. the, the You know, the information superhighway. And then you're going along your way. It's like, wow, this could help people. We could use this to connect hospitals. We could talk to people on the other side of the planet. We can see
1: Shrek pound a small child into oblivion. Well, <laughs> We've made a mistake. I, I feel like there is truth to what you're saying. Because I feel like what you're picking up on is that there's... There's a cultural distinction to how the internet was before the rough time period <laughs> where that came out, and what it was, and what it was so, like. So pre Shrek, that's terrible Well, it's pre Shrek. I feel like you know that was a different type of meme culture. That's I feel like when you have you know the memes with lots of like that's the dialogue, text, the, you the, you know, those, rage comics, yeah, the wife, uh, right, the more innocent Facebook ones where there's a top text and a bottom text and an image, and I feel like once. Shrek is Love. Shrek is Life came out, and some of the other memes that are like that—they're mm-hmm. very like 4chan influenced and more imagery based. Yes, I feel like that's when memes started to go the direction that I feel like they've gone now, where so, they've become—they've become more abstract. Yes.
2: So what you're saying is that before Shrek, it was a lot more re- quote unquote relatable humor, and once Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life, and the entire Green Wave came to pass, that uh, the meme community, that memes in general. Uh, basically, entered this new renaissance of absurdism that has come to characterize this kind of uh,
1: Gen Z, you know, wave of humor. Well, I feel like there are two avenues I feel like to creating something really funny. One I think is to be really relatable, but I also feel like shocking people is another way to I yes. feel like to really. And I feel like that's when the internet started to teeter towards that is more what the collective, like, understanding of what is funny. Became more shock based, and that's than, where we're still at right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. We're still in the Rena Shrek, no, the Shrek of no, no, I'm nope.
2: trying to find a good word for
0: it. Uh, trash is the best. Word. I'm garbage. <laughs> and I throw
2: garbage around the ring, and then I start eating trash.
0: We're highlighting Shrek is love, Shrek is life, because I think that is the most popular Shrek meme. But I mean, we also get dumb stuff like Shrek for Smash. We get Shrek yeah. for
2: Smash. We get this one's going in my cringe collection with it, where it's like a, it's a stock photo of him with like a Polaroid camera from like an ad that they did like way back in the day
0: so shrek has just taken the um, internet is shrek basically um and i think that uh you know companies are aware of this and they're like it's time and now we have a reboot coming
2: and it's yeah. being made by the minions people which means that the rena shrek may be coming to an end Yeah, because i know for a fact that knowing these people knowing illumination and their tendency to make well, I, I don't know if Illumination is going to be taking over the franchise proper. This, this is likely still going to be a DreamWorks production, but overseen by Mel and Andre. I feel like it's going to rely a lot more on the Illumination standards be... of relatable humor, easy access. Anybody can laugh at it, but by that same token, nobody can laugh at it because it's all just base level jokes and being made for as cheap as humanly possible for the maximum amount of money.
0: So this is 17 years after the original. Uh, it's going to be oh made. God. It's not
2: even 20 years old.
0: <laughs> Universal Pictures is taking over. Um, and like you said, uh, the director of the best animated film in <laughs> uh, this, the history of ever, really.
2: You know, I'm starting to get the feeling you may be pulling a, a goof on us when no, you say that.
0: What? No. Lion King is nothing on Despicable Me.
2: I, I was Minions? That changed were- my life. For oh my better or for worse?
0: For better. But yeah, Chris Melandri, and I'm so sorry. Melandri, Melandri, uh, he's directing it. I'm not particularly a fan of his work, but more power to him. And he's also going to head a new Puss in Boots. I'm. I feel like
1: I'm not really a big fan of his work either. So I can really agree I, with I, what I, you're saying.
2: I, it's like I. I can understand why Melandri works. I can understand wh- where he, he's gotten to. The, he's basically trying to fill up the power vacuum that John Lasseter after. Well, I mean, I think most of us have an idea of what happened with John Lasseter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, go, I I, I mean,
0: f- very brief, what, what okay, happened. Okay,
2: John Lasseter, he was basically the Disney wonderkin for a while, effectively acting as a modern-day waltz, only for it to kind of be realized after, basically, that he'd been known for being touchy with his employees. Yes. and And known to get very drunk at parties partially due to the fact that he owns a vineyard but that's not the point he
0: did not act as a boss should
2: and and plus he was also known for kind of making movies like for personal means it's like toy cars 2 only happened because he thought hey wouldn't it be funny if mater was in paris and i'm pretty sure car toy story 4 the only reason that film was happening was and don't cite me on this was because he wanted to make a love letter to his wife and only that and potentially get more toys because he really liked toys (laughs)
0: I <laughs> like the silence that is No, the after that. I feel like
1: it's a bad idea. I it's I feel like it's oh, a bad no, idea to is, reboot. I front. I
2: I feel like that's the consensus. This is a genuinely bad idea on most if not all fronts. I'm not sure about and, Puss in Boots because I feel like, you know, there's more leeway with that franchise. But by that same token, Shrek, it's not even 20 years old. It's like we've entered this point in the culture of Hollywood where we just ceaselessly recycle everything. And I feels like we're getting to a point where we're just recycling the same stuff that we saw regardless of its original quality. I feel like reboots and things like this should only be saved for films where it's like, the director can bring a completely new take to it or otherwise improve a failed project. But Shrek, despite its warts, despite its boils, it still functions. People still watch it. People still watch those movies. And that by rebooting it in this kind of illumination-esque wheelhouse, you're directly stripping it of what made it unique to begin with. It's not being made by underdogs who are trying to fight against the system. Is now, the original Shrek is now this reboot. It's being made by the system. It's basically being made by algorithm. And it's it makes it utterly pointless.
0: You feel... You might it's need very, to talk to somebody. <laughs>
2: I think I do. Shrek, I think
1: I do. I just... I feel like...
2: I, I I'm str- I believe strongly on these things. I'm a film critic. so
1: I feel like, oh, uh, you know... When you remember something like Shrek, you remember how you remember it as a kid. You remember the nostalgia, mm-hmm. and that becomes part of it. And my gut feeling is that Shrek is not as strong without that nostalgia. It isn't. And I feel like... You know, when I watched Shrek as a kid, I feel like at least my mom was pretty annoyed by Shrek. And I feel <laughs> like, you know, it's something I feel like, you know, once you strip it of that, you know, that childhood view that you had, that nostalgia, it just can't be the same. Yeah. And right. I just feel like Shrek, without its sense of humor, without those things, it is a product of its time, you know. And if you you try to make something like Shrek in this day and age... I don't think it can work because it's mm-hmm. a different time. But they've made you know?
2: it work. They've, they've basically made the same movie three times at this point. They've made Despicable Me. They've made The Grinch. But, they, they've but made, it's they've different. Made their own working
0: financially is not working in terms of is it a good film. Yeah. Um,
2: I feel like th- their new Shrek is going to do u- utterly gangbusters. Oh, it's going to do fabulous. But that doesn't it's It's but not even going to get anywhere near the same level of quote unquote respect from audiences that either grew up with the original. I'm not sure how kids would respond to it. I'm Maybe they'd like it. I have a feeling that it's like, with how I'm kind of viewing it, it almost kind of feels like Facebook. Originally, it was made by college kids tr- who wanted to meet girls online. And eventually, as it became more and more global and kind of co-opted by older generations, it lost that kind of sheen to it. It lost that sense of uniquity or otherwise, you know, just kind of ambience to it, for, you know, despite its flaws. And now we live in an age where... I don't really use Facebook. I don't really feel a need to. It's like, it's just so caught up in... I guess what I'm trying to say is that by remaking Shrek with this kind of clientele, you're basically... It, it's You're going to lose out on a lot of the people who grew up with this film, who know this film, regardless of its quality, regardless of the nostalgia factor. It feels like you're just going to sand down what made it work to begin with in order to appeal to the modern... 21st century 2020 audience
0: i mean yeah but i'm not sure the film and for me i'm not sure the original film works as oh no no it's like particularly it's, it's, really well. it's not so, deniable
2: not i mean it's it's not like that film is flawed it's like it does not really it's like on I its own it, if it, ultimately
0: just... this reboot um i think it's going to the despicable me films do insanely well especially amongst children um with this director it's going to be that type of humor and it's going to yeah. make a ton of money and we're probably going to get a sequel more probably multiple sequels I
2: can't wait for I can't wait for another 17 years we're going to get another <laughs> Shrek reboot this it's, is going to be like the endless it's, cycle it's it's like it's like BioShock it's, Infinite
1: Shrek is love Shrek is life man my thought is that you know it will do well but I feel like it will it will be remembered by the internet in a different way like it's like yeah like hard to describe
0: i you know i think it's gonna be one of those films that like people are gonna see it it's gonna make money but we're all gonna hate it yeah. you know what i mean like i feel like
2: it feels like it's just going it's oh i'm sorry it it's like how i view it i'm it's like it feels like it's basically going to be the second coming of shrek 3
1: <laughs> i don't feel it that way i feel it'll be different enough that it won't be the same and i feel like the way that the internet view shrek will change yeah and i feel like that I think that will be a detriment to the brand to mm. change what Shrek means to the internet. And I the honest truth is I don't think that what Shrek means to the internet is something bankable. Okay. I don't think that's something you can really make money off of. Yeah, right. how could you? Especially for kids. Like... And like if you go and change that and you destroy the value of your property, then what do you really have left? And it's undeniable wow. that they're gonna try to bank on the
2: meme material for this movie. It's like I guess the best way I could sum up all of this is Grandpa's doing it, so it's not cool anymore.
0: Well, you know what, guys? I hope it is good. Yeah, It I mean, probably oh, won't no, be. I, I, try, I try to be an
2: optimist. I'm <laughs> it's just not going to be.
0: But, you know, I hope it, I'm it could, wrong. It
2: could completely blow my socks off. But So,
0: final question, because, oh my gosh, Shrek. There's so much Shrek.
2: Yeah. Oh, God, there's so much The Shrek and not enough to Shrek. We've
0: touched on this. Ultimately, would you go back, watch Shrek, and, remem- and recommend it to people who haven't seen it before?
2: as a period piece of the early 2000s and with the context of knowing what is happening. Otherwise, I feel like with modern audience, it's like with kids, I'm sure it'd still click, but otherwise, I feel like if you're a normal film goer doing these kinds of things, I feel like there's a lot in
1: that film that could really turn somebody off in the first five minutes.
0: I I definitely agree. What do you think, Sam?
1: I would unapologetically recommend the second one. (laughs) um the first one if i had yeah. a child i would show it to them before showing them trek too, yeah for the purpose of showing them the second one you know i i don't think the trek's a bad movie and i feel like you know your average audience goer that can relate to that style of humor would like it mm-hmm. um it's just it's like what i was saying earlier i feel like without that childhood nostalgia it can't be the same
0: i agree and i definitely am on the same page of Shrek, 2's oh, yeah, no, Shrek, Shrek, Shrek Two is great. Oh yeah, I love Shrek Two. Honestly, uh, But the first Shrek, it's fine. If I had kids, they'd watch it probably, and they'd probably love it. But it's not as smart as I think a lot of people remember it as. Um, so I almost um, feel like the know. second one's
1: a smarter movie. I do oh, too. It is, it's it definitely
0: smarter. It's not just smarter. It's more enjoyable. Like yeah. the characters really get a shine, and well, everything. Well, I just feel
1: like I, I feel like the the themes of Shrek Two, I think, hit better than the themes of Shrek One. Yeah, like if, like you know, like if you're if you remember like Shrek 2 with like the themes of like Shrek feeling like insecure in his body, mm-hmm. those seem more genuine than the themes of like Fiona learning to love herself do. Yeah. And it's a natural extension of the themes in the first film. It is, but it's I think that is a team with a bigger budget, more time, more understanding.
0: It's kind of interesting because on the Disney side, I argue, Toy Story 2 is the better than Toy Story and I Toy agree. Story 3. So you have Disney's sequel, and it's widely agreed. Trevor, it is widely agreed. No, 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 you I'm, are I'm, I'm wrong. wrong. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying. I'm fight. not saying. I'm not saying
2: that Toy Story 2 isn't worse than the third one. I mean, obviously, honestly, I feel <laughs> that all three stand on their own merits. But by that same token. I'd have to watch them over again to kind of get a better idea.
0: Toy Story 2 is the best film ever made. Toy Story 2 is incredible. I love Toy (laughs) Story 2. Oh, no,
2: I'm not denying that they're bad, uh, that they're not good movies. They're honestly some of the best that we got. When
1: I saw Toy Story 3 in theaters, I think I was disappointed by it. I was, too.
0: But in terms of, like, DreamWorks, I think it's interesting that both, like, the top of the, like, the 3D animation, like, monoliths, I guess, are both the sequels that are primarily regarded as like the strongest isn't that kind of strange usually yeah. sequels aren't as good
2: I mean it's like with Pixar it's like so far they've only really been able to make their Toy Story sequels work it's yeah, all of their other sequels that aren't yeah <laughs> Finding Dory's okay it's fine I, the, first, the first two acts of Finding Dory are okay and then once it gets to the final third of the film it's boring. it completely loses me So because boring. they make one choice in that moment and then it all just completely jumps the shark yeah sorry
1: I, you know, at least with Finding Dory, I feel like I emotionally relate to what happens in the movie. And I, I remember I saw, like, The Good Dinosaur, and I felt nothing. I thought I'd turn that movie off. I would rather watch
0: every Shrek sequel than The Good Dinosaur. <laughs> like yeah. I've,
2: you don't understand. You know, I've, absolutely. I've actually seen The Good Dinosaur. But I didn't see it in theaters, but um, as you were saying.
0: It's not good. <laughs> watch no, Shrek 1, like... 2, 3, and 4 over The Good Dinosaur. A- you know, maybe,
2: maybe skip 3. Maybe.
0: No, if right. it no, we gotta never even consider watching the good Bit. dinosaur. Watch three twice if no, you're no, thinking no, about no. it. I, listen, Absolutely. I would
2: I would wholeheartedly recommend the good dinosaur over Shrek three. <laughs> I mean Because at, at least at least with Good Dinosaur the visuals are really nice. Eh, and either way and Shrek the backgrounds are. The backgrounds are either way,
0: Shrek. You know you're you're fighting Disney almost single-handedly. I, I guess you know how to train your dragons up there too now. But great job, Shrek! And we could talk about Shrek all day. But oh my gosh, guys, we've talked about Shrek for like an hour. So
2: an hour of our lives we'll never get back, <laughs> and neither will you, audience at home. Because
0: Shrek is that important. And thank you guys so much for joining me. And with me, your host Emily Rubin. Today I have
2: Trevor Sheffield, the resident Shrek expert. Sam Lance. <laughs>
0: And again, I'm Emily Rubin. And be sure to follow us at BiteBSU on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, our YouTube. And keep up to date with all of our content. Everything is posted to BiteBSU.com and the Ball State Daily. So be sure to check us out. This has been your host, Emily Rubin. And remember, Shrek is love. Shrek is life.
2: Get Shrek'd!